like a crack addict as always i am marcus he is jimmy this is thurston 10 with our first podcast in seven years seven years and that is mostly because there hasn't been anything to talk about in the last seven years absolutely nothing nothing like it's been a pretty boring seven years honestly and also no crack addict quits for seven years okay <laughs> no. no good crack addict anyway Definitely not for eight years. We definitely weren't going to go eight years without a show. But anyway, how have you been the last seven years, bro? Not great. Not great. <laughs> if I'm thinking about mostly just the... I mean, the Bucks won. The Bucks that won. That was good. In the last seven years, that happened. And I don't think I ever thought that that would happen ever. So, I would, you know, that makes it a little bit better. The Bucks won a championship. Yeah. Which, honestly... I never Giannis. thought I'd say. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, honestly. You know, probably the greatest Bucks player of all time at this point. I think he's past Kareem. I think we're past probably. Okay. So I'm definitely past probably. definitely the yeah. best Bucks Be- player yep. of all time. But unfortunately, this podcast can't just be on a high note the whole time. We have to talk about the team that is in season to start off with the Milwaukee Brewers. Unfortunately, I think we can all agree the Brewers have been a disappointment this year. So, I just got to ask you, Jimmy, where do you put the blame for why this team has gone wrong? Do you put it on Stearns, Antanasio, Council, somebody else potentially? You know what, Marcus? I think I put it on everybody but Crazy Craig Council. I think... Like, Council's just doing the best he can with the cards that he's dealt. You know, like, if you're dealt, I mean, they've had injuries, but if you're dealt, everybody is feast or famine, and we mostly famine all the time. Like, there's not much you can <laughs> We've do. We've been in a desert for the last 40 years. <laughs> We're in, like, Death Valley, like, trying to have a grocery store or something. Like, it's just not working. And Craig, I don't know. Crazy Craig can't do much about that. Stearns, I think has always tried to buy cheap, like just buy super cheap and like overperform. Like he wants too he wants... cheap. He offered me a deal last week. But honestly, after watching that Brewers offense, I couldn't accept. I'm trying to buy a jersey, man. And you should do it just for the kicks. But uh, like he wants to be Billy Bean too. You know what I mean? Like he wants Brad Pitt to play him in a movie. And I think he just buys, we just don't spend enough. I blame Ananasio for that too. Like we're trying to do too much without, I think, the oomph behind it. Yeah, I I think that makes a lot of sense, but I'm going to be honest with you. I think the easy target right now would be to put it all on Antanasio. He doesn't spend a lot of money, which is very disappointing. It It seems like we fill up Miller Park significantly better than like if you watch a Reds or a Pirates game or a Cleveland Guardians game or whoever. It does seem like we, as like a Midwest small market team... We oh, yeah. fill that we place up out. pretty yeah. well. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And they do not spend the money. But like, honest... how does St. Louis have this much money? You know what I mean? Do they just be spending? Because you got Goldschmidt. You got Arenado. Well, we just don't be trying like that. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's tough to compare ourselves to St. Louis because 
you know, they, they have, have all that. Winning. They have all that history. Bob Gibson. And in some of that history, they do win, which we cannot say. But hey, 1980s who broke Which we lost to St. Louis. Oh God, I wasn't gonna mention that part. <laughs> but I'm going to put the majority of the blame on David Stearns. He did not do enough at the trade deadline to win. He traded away the best relief pitcher that the Brewers have ever had in their history. For nothing. For literally nothing. Like, honestly, if you want to know my first reaction when I got that update that the Brewers had traded Hater, Cried. Honestly, I was excited. Okay. Because I was like... I trusted David. I... I bet you we're getting, like, three or four top 100 prospects. I bet you we're getting a bat. I bet you we're getting so much. And then I looked into who we actually got. Yeah. And it was so disappointing. Yeah, Rodgers has been underwhelming already. And he can turn it around. But he's the only guy that you got that's a major league player right now. That's the best thing you got. It's hard to be excited about that. I asked you earlier if it's possible for both teams to lose a trade. (laughs) It like, did, maybe, right? Yeah, Hater has not been doing well for the Padres. No. But, yeah, it just seems like Stearns is in a lot of denial about what this team actually needs. And this team needs another bat. Yeah. A, it, and it, not it just another bat. Like, they don't need Eduardo Escobar. They need somebody who can actually make a difference. They need that guy that... When the other team is in the clubhouse like before who? the game. Do you have like any names in mind? You know, I, I don't have like the name in mind. I feel like the big name at like the trade deadline for a bat was Ben Attendi. And not a lot of home runs. Yeah, not a lot Where of home runs. Well, like get you 300. But I was at the, I was at Kaufman a couple weeks ago. Three home runs. Yeah. So not a big pop guy. But. I like guys that'll, that'll hit. I, I, I agree. No one does anymore. But I, I will give you a name of a guy I wanted in the offseason before the okay. season started who they were going to have to spend some money on. Not necessarily break the bank, but, you know, spend a decent amount of money. Chris Bryant. You know, oh. he signed with the Rockies. Yeah, he did. I, I feel I like he was, you know, he signed with another small market team. So it doesn't really seem like, you know, he wanted to be in L.A. or New York or anything. Sure. But he just want to be getting high as shit. He he did want to be getting high as shit. <laughs> Denver had a little bit of a boom in population recently. But you know, Terra Souls and Menominee Falls, <laughs> you can buy Delta Eight, possibly even Delta Nine, depending on when the last time the cops have walked in. But you know, it it just seems like he's in denial. The rumor was that they went for they went out for Justin Turner, right? Like I don't know if that's just to get you know give us something so we're like, hey, we're actually trying. It really just seems like Stearns is, you know, like I said, in denial, and he's not gonna overspend. No, that's I think I think. And sometimes you gotta overspend. It's about picking that right guy or two, and I think we just try and do. He just tries to get too much value for nothing, you know. Exactly. Yeah. One thing before we move on, I think I blame myself a little bit. (laughs) I do, Marcus. I really do, because, like, I think last year I had no expectations. And, you know, for good reason. But this year, you know, I let myself buy into it a little too much. And then, you know, we're in first place. We're feeling okay. Josh Hader gets traded. We're now we're three games back. And I'm like... We went from three games up to three games back. In, like, the trade like, deadline was, like, two weeks times, ago. 
Shame on me, you know? <laughs> That's why I blame me a little bit. All right, you ready to move on? Yeah, I think so. What's All our right. What's our next topic? I don't remember. What is that? So, the Green Bay Packers <laughs> offense. Oh, uh, shit. Is it good enough to win a Super Bowl? I think we're all in agreement right now. The defense is good enough. The defense, from everything that you read on social media in the past week, was absolutely stymieing the Saints offense, which is, you know, a pretty respectable offense. They could do nothing against this Packers defense. But, on the flip side, it sounds like the Saints defense... Kind of stymied the Packers offense, even with Aaron Rodgers out there, even with, you know, Sammy Watkins and Alan Lazard. Is this offense going to be good enough to win a Super Bowl? Uh, first thing, Marcus, I never want to read too much into, like, what happens in a preseason practice. <laughs> like, I don't care if they, like, sack Taysom Hill every time. You know, like, I, it just can't mean too much to me. Um, no. I don't think they're good enough. I agree with you. I think the defense is good enough. But they scored 10 points last year in the big game, right? What happened to be the crucial game. They lost the best wide receiver in football, you know, arguably, in Devontae. I don't even think it's arguably right now. Right. I mean, like, who else would you put up there? Cooper Cup, you know? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, yeah. Um, Top two, not two. Diggs. Yeah, right. Stephon Diggs. Jamar, uh, who's the dude from Chase. the bank? Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson. I'd put. So there, I think I'd put reasons, Adams. But definitely, but yeah. definitely. I yeah. take Adams. So I mean, you lost that though. You lost to me. There's too many. There wasn't a whole lot of improvement going on. You got Sammy Watkins. You know who's the number one? Who's the number one wide receiver? And I know wide receiver is a position that everyone's talking about. Even Aaron Rodgers talking about it, famously, right? Yeah. Begging on everybody. Mm-hmm. I just don't see that it improved enough, and it was the thing that needed to improve from last year. You know, honestly, I do think they are good enough. I think, A, we've seen Aaron Rodgers make wide receivers significantly better. Look at what Greg Jennings did when he went to the Vikings. Look at what Jordy Nelson did when he went to the Raiders. Look at what James Jones did when he went to the Raiders. Now we'll see what Devontae (laughs) Adams does as he's gone to the Raiders. (laughs) Um, The Raiders love ex-Packers receivers. Um, I think the name, possibly the guy who might be the best receiver in the past 10 years, Larry Fitzgerald, completely fell off after his age 30 season. Devontae Adams is two years away from that. So, I I, mean, I can't... two years, though. Yeah, I so mean, I'm sure years. Devontae Adams will be great this year. I don't think he's going to... I was going to say, he's not going to go from prime to, like, dead in a year. But I still have faith in Aaron Rodgers. I think he can throw guys open. I think there's a ton of talent coming into the league right now at the wide receiver position. I think the Packers had a strong draft at the wide receiver position. I think Romeo Dubs is going to be the real deal. But they're all young at the same time. They are all young, and they need one person to step up for sure. Is that Sammy Watkins? Is he that guy? Well, Sammy Watkins has always been a good receiver who has struggled to stay healthy. That's very true. That's always been the knock on Sammy Watkins. Can he do it this year? 
at a certain point, there's certain things that you just can't predict. But I still think yes. And we haven't talked about the fact that the offensive line is getting, at the very least, Elton Jenkins back, who they didn't have in the playoffs last year. They are hopefully getting David Bakhtiari back, even though there's a lot that doesn't pass the spell (laughs) test on that one. I mean, but from the sounds of it, they're hopefully getting him back. What happened the last time we got him back? Yeah, he played a series and limped off the field. But we also haven't talked about the Packers running backs, which might be the strength of the offense. That's a big part. And not only do they have one good running back, you know, they're not just like the Titans who have one good back with Derrick Henry sure, or the sure, Colts sure. with Jonathan whoa, Taylor. Whoa, whoa, I'm sorry. I wasn't hey, trying to take a shot. You are. But, you are. But. you said Naeem earlier. But they have two guys who can literally go in there. A.J. Dillon can beat up a defense. Aaron Jones still has a lot of speed. Sure. I, sure. I think Together, they, need to, they need to score. They need to get at least 21 points, and they need to keep the other team under three touchdowns. I think they can get at least three touchdowns a game, as long sure, as you have maybe, Aaron Rodgers. Maybe. I think I think you're absolutely right. It, it's a great backfield, a great like complimentary. Everyone loves the lightning and thunder analogy, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? But I, I just don't think, especially if, if you have young receivers and we're bitching about them already, I mean, how are you not going to just, you know, you can stop that run then if you think that's the main part. Oh, yeah. Good, the, the good defenses can stop the run. Like every, I just don't think they improved enough. Like every defensive coordinator yeah, says, if you can't stop the run, you can't stop anything. So good defenses will be able to stop the run. But if you, if you want to load up the box, you still have the two-time MVP to stop at quarterback. And something tells me that Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur can scheme up something if you want to go one-on-one on the outside, even with rookie receivers, especially with the way that the NFL calls penalties now on defensive backs. You cannot get physical at this point with the wide receiver, and the Packers know it. They've known it since Jordy. Jordy was always the first guy to yell for a flag. You know, they... They know how to work the officials, and this is true. I I do Rogers think that they can not, get at not, least. He's they, not running routes and catching passes. That's true. Someone's got to be doing that. I I just think there's so much talent, like we've seen in the last two years, with guys like Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, um, even yeah, guys we, like C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper, guys, yeah. Jerry Judy. We have seen so much talent come into into this league at the wide receiver position that. I think you can, it's kind of become a position where you can go a little bit cheap at. That's kind of how I feel. Uh, to me, it's just, it's too much youth at once, but we will see. Maybe they'll prove me wrong. I certainly hope so. I got a hundred bucks on them in <laughs> Vegas. <laughs> all right, shit, that's right, I'm in that too. Anyways, all right, ready to move on? So, final topic for the day, at least final discussion topic for the day, uh, I feel like the team that doesn't get a lot of love anymore in Wisconsin, the Wisconsin Badgers. Can the Wisconsin Badger or can Graham Mertz live up to his potential this year? Jimmy, why can he live up to his potential? 
You know what, Marcus? I am 100% yes. I might be Graham Mertz's biggest fan <laughs> east of Washington Street. <laughs> I, I... You might even be his biggest fan west of Washington just, Street. <laughs> just in general. But, <laughs> no, seriously. I remember several years ago now, because in the last seven years, total blur. But there's one thing I remember, and that's sitting in a dim bar, Marcus, watching Graham Mertz's high school highlights when I heard that he committed to the Wisconsin Badgers. And he was dropping in these dimes, Marcus. And I was thrilled. And and I still believe that. And you, you mentioned earlier that he was at... You've seen you've seen before what he can do in like the All-Star High School game, right? Yeah. I still think that that, that possibility is there for Graham. And the Badgers don't need too much. I think he's going to fit into that role this year. Yeah, this is the year. This is the year, Marcus. So, wh- what do you mean when you say this is the year? The year that they win that the he Big Ten West? West? No, no, no. I don't know. Well, I, I feel like the Big me. Ten West is a fairly low bar to set, right? Are, are you predicting that? But I feel like Minnesota had a strong game? outing, right, last year, especially at the end. Um, also, how is Tanner Morgan still their quarterback? Isn't he like 50? He's 56 years old. Yeah, he not. Uh, Isn't you this get, like his forty eighth year? You get an extra thirty eight years of eligibility because I don't know. He so looks what, what older you, than his coach. Like what? Do you feel Graham steps up this year? So I'll say this: I think Graham's going to be a lot better than he's been the last two years. I don't know if okay. he's going to live up to the hype though. I think Paul Christ has a way of turning every quarterback into Scott Tolzien. <laughs> yeah. You know he Scotty wants Scotty too hotty, baby. Come and on. for the record, that's a good that's a good method for Wisconsin, right? They always have the really good defense. They always have the really good running backs. They always have the really good offensive line. Yeah, like you don't and need too much. You, yeah, you don't need too much. You just need the guy who's going to occasionally move the chains and take a little bit of pressure off that offensive line, so they're not going against eight or nine guys in the box. But I mean, like. What it's hard to like really like quantify the potential of Graham Mertz because is the potential, you know, Joe Burrow at LSU? Like it's hard to see that happening, but is the potential like Scott Tolzien? I could see him being like Scott Tolzien. I mean, I could. That's what you want. I feel like at the Badgers, like you want the quarterback who can like hit it out at the sidelines on like third and ten. You know what I mean? When it's too long to run, like the guy who can, you know, hit a route sometimes. Like most of the time, you're handing it off. Yeah, and I have a lot of faith in Braylon Allen. I have a lot of faith in that offensive line. I I think they're going to score more points than they have previously. You know, I... There's been far too many games that have been like, you know, 14 to 10 going into the fourth quarter for Wisconsin in the last few years. So I do think the offense is going to improve, but I also think Paul Chris just kind of turns every quarterback into the same person. I think honestly, it's probably hard not to. Yeah. When you're like, I mean, your line is there to run block, and and everyone's there to like run the ball. It's hard to like spice that up too much, honestly. Yeah. But I, I think just a little more consistent passing threat is all you need. Yeah. It's not really too much. But yeah, you know, I think. Braylon Allen has an outside shot of being a Heisman candidate. So I think like preseason, 
Yeah. Definitely, right? Like, you know, they do the preseason Heisman. Yeah. And the watch and all that. He's got to be in there. You know, I mean, we know he's going to get 25, 30 touches a game. There's not many running backs left that are going to be no. able to get that in the day of the spread offense. And he's only 18. He's only 18. He just bought his first pack of cigarettes like two weeks ago. And threw them out. Yeah. Because he's that committed to fitness. Hell yeah. I'm going to go off script one last time. Make it good. Who do you got in the fight tomorrow? Leon Edwards or Kamaro Usman? Kamaro Usman, stupid question. Um, Knockout or decision? Uh, I'm gonna go finish at some point. Give me, give me a, give me a. I'm not gonna be too precise. Late third round, early fourth round, stoppage to me, Kamaro Usman. All right, give me second round, Usman. Knockout. See, I don't know. I just I don't think you can improve enough to stop that level of wrestling. And I still think he needs the win by striking. I uh, think Leon. the only person who can beat Kamaru Usman is Usada, and they haven't beaten him yet. So Leon Edwards is the lamb to the slaughter. And then I think uh, the last fun topic. What is it? What is Marcus, the greatest comeback of all time for you. You know, I think in my lifetime, my f- I don't know if it's the greatest, but my favorite comeback is, without a doubt, the time the Brewers came back against the Cubs when they were like four games back with like five games to play and then went on like that 13-game winning streak in 2018. You know, just to win that game 163 in Chicago after everything the Cubs fans have done at Miller Park and now AmFam Field, Mm -hmm. it just, it was so gratifying to win that game. I, you know, I loved everything about it. And then the best part after that is they lost the one game playoff against the Rockies. So they went from having a four-game lead with five games to play to, like, really not even making the playoffs. So I would say, for me personally, that's my favorite comeback. I mean, you're absolutely right. Because we were just talking earlier, and, like, to me, we're usually the team that gets, like, came back at. Yeah. You know? Like, if we miss this year, it'll be because, like, St. Louis came back on the Brewers, so... It is great to see the bird on the other side of that. I have to go uh, with the Colts, Marcus. That Monday night comeback um, against the Buccaneers. Many, in 2003, we all remember this so clearly, 28 fourth quarter <laughs> points. They win by three. Mike Vanderjat in overtime. Who could forget? That, to me, is the best real-life comeback. I have to give it to... Um, Average Joe's Gymnasium. Other than that, though, to beat the uh, the Purple Cobras like that is incredible. I think honorable mention, the Bucks last year in the playoffs. Yeah. Come back no, from right. 2-0 down twice. <laughs> and to just do the work at home to, you know, we all saw the images of the Deer District. This town. Incredible. Yeah, this town absolutely showed up. This town loves the Bucks right now, and honestly, I think the window is open. I'm doing the animals right now. Fear the deer. That's right.
I'm Jimmy. That's Marcus. We're Thurston 10. As the way go. I don't know what we said.